Good morning, good day, good evening. Welcome to another episode of Hashtag from, to- from Coach to Coach, Hashtag We Talk on Mondays. This is your host, Francisco. Tonight, we have a special guest from Ukraine, Ukraine, Lucina, and she is a neurobiology lover, as well as an ICF business coach. Lucina, welcome. Thank you. Welcome. Uh, hi, Francisco. Uh, thank you very much for inviting me uh, today. And yes, as you said, I am neurobiology lover, and uh, um, my main goal is to combine neurobiology and ICF coaching. Um, mm-hmm. So I will try to explain you today how uh, ICF coaching works uh, on human brain. Yes, Lovely. If you don't mind. <laughs> no, 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 I don't mind. I mean, I, <laughs> I really yeah. don't mind. This is part of yeah. these of this uh, series of of uh, of this co- uh, podcast that we have here is like each of us each of our coaches who are part of this community will tell their story and mm-hmm. if please we don't, oh, you, you it's can, your time i, I already Share can it. begin okay yes please. okay thank you very much so yes uh, i am a certified icf coach and i was always interested why icf coaching works what happens during the session that it really works why the we need to ask several questions certain questions at the beginning of session mm-hmm. certain questions in the middle of session and uh, certain questions in the end and um, i guess i found an answer so i would like to tell my uh, opinion on this uh, from the neurobiological from the neuroscience side uh, on this please, so, please go ahead yes to, to, to start with, I would like to um, explain how our brain wants, so how we want something to do, uh, so where our motivation lives, because during the coaching session, we actually build this motivation and we make people to want something to do, uh, to have the energy to do something, to act uh, towards their goal, etc. So um, according to the Maclean's brain model, uh, the human brain can be uh, divided into three parts. The reptilian brain, then above it is the limbic system and the neocortex. Okay. So the, rep- the reptilian brain uh, is the oldest part of our brain and it is responsible for the satisfaction of the simplest desires we have. It's also called 4F model because it's a uh, uh, desire of uh, food, fight, uh, flee and fuck. Uh, on on one of the main functions of the limbic system is that which is uh, built above of the reptilian brain uh, is uh, emotionally motivational behavior in other words it is responsible for our feelings sensations fears emotions etc and then the neocortex which is built above the limbic system uh, the neocortex is everything that makes us human it is responsible for our higher cognitive functions like speech, writing, problem solving, and also manages analytical and uh, mathematical thinking. Okay. And 95% of our decisions are made uh, by the reptilian brain and the limbic system. And the very desire to do something also arises there. We cannot want with the neocortex. Although Mm -hmm. most often we try to achieve our goals with the help of the neocortex. Uh, Like we, yes, we set our goals like to achieve some KPIs if we work for one company or to save the humanity or to um, try to help to our family. It's all the categories of neocortex. And as a result, uh, this leads to burnout and the further lack of motivation to do anything. Okay. so we need to understand that our motivation and um, our energy is being produced in the reptilian brain. So there are approximately 
86 billion neurons in the brain. And of these uh, 7,000 neurons are in the so-called ventral tegmental area. It's the reptilian brain area. It's located in the okay. reptilian brain. Uh, they are the ones, these neurons, uh, they are the ones that produce dopamine. So in this case, we can consider dopamine as a unit of energy that helps us want something and move towards our goals. It's actually both a neurotransmitter and also a hormone. So mm -hmm. some, some people uh, say that there are four hormones of happiness. So dopamine is one of them, but dopamine. actually it's not a hormone. It's, yes, it's neurotransmitter because it's produced in neurons. Yeah. I see. And uh, this uh, dopamine is being produced in the reptilian brain. And after that, uh, dopamine is transferred to the limbic system. And if our limbic system is convinced that we are safe, that we're not afraid to do something, we will not die after we do something towards our goal, then dopamine passes into the uh, so-called anterior cingulate gyrus. The anterior cingulate gyrus is a small switch between want and do. It's located between limbic system and neocortex. It transfers dopamine to the motor cortex so that we yes. can physically physically budge to move our hand uh, to raise our leg for example and at the same time to the prefrontal cortex to uh, in order to us uh, to focus on a specific task and anticipate the pleasure of completing it so the motor cortex and prefrontal cortex are already uh, the neocortex area so this is the short description of the so-called want system this is the way we want to do something this is a dopamine pathway but for dopamine to be stably produced in the reptilian brain, uh, in, in, in order for us to always have the energy to complete a particular task, yeah. it is necessary to correctly formulate the goal and the task itself so that our reptilian brain uh, could understand why it needs to perform a specific task. Uh, as you remember, our reptilian brain um, um, only satisfies our simplest desires, not KPIs for uh, company knows saving the humanity by only this 4F model of desires. So mm -hmm. he doesn't understand when you tell him that I need to achieve this goal because I need to, for example, save the humans. Uh, it doesn't understand it and it um, doesn't produce dopamine for this goal. It doesn't give us energy to move towards this goal. So the goal needs to be formulated correctly so our reptilian brain could understand why it needs uh, to perform a specific task. Otherwise, uh, dopamine will not be released. You will not uh, want to do this task. And you will have to uh, resort mm. to the willpower, which sooner or later will end and in inevitably cause you to burn out. Because, as you remember, our energy uh, produces only in reptilian brain. Because if reptilian brain doesn't give you this energy credit, yes. then you will, you will be forced to... Uh, keep this uh, dopamine from limbic system, but uh, soon, sooner or later it will end because it's not the source of the dopamine. So uh, the impact of coaching is that it serves uh, as a means of communication between the aware part of the brain, so a neocortex, and uh, the counterparts within the reptilian brain and limbic system. It allows us to set and formulate goals mm -hmm. uh, correctly in order to dopamine be produced. Uh, so the coach's main tools are the question he, he or she, she asks the client and also at times the direct communication yeah. in order to share observations and draw the person's attention to what may be important to him or her. Yeah. So uh, let's see close uh, what happens inside a typical coaching session. So first of all, we uh, 
doing contracting. Actually, the classical coaching is also called as grow model. Maybe you heard about it. Yes. Um, so it's a classical coaching and it works only for those people who are not burnt out already. So if you, mm. if some people are already burnt out, the classical co- coaching uh, may not help because it requires to the person to take the responsibility for its actions. But when the person is burnt out, uh, he or she physically can't do this. So classical coaching works for those people who don't uh, are not burnt out already. If they are burnt out, uh, there is um, um, another so-called pigro model of coaching, okay. personal grow model, when you add something personal while you uh, do any actions uh, that you need. So the first tip is contracting. Um, so it's a common understanding between the coach and the client on yeah. what goal both will work and what okay. results they want to achieve. And what usually we ask uh, people yeah. when while this coach session, why it is important to you? Why is the deeper, what is the deeper value in achieving this goal, right? What should be the best result look like? How do you know that the result has been obtained? And yes. the most um, uh, the most important question is how can you use the result for your own benefit? Not others' benefit, not your family benefit, not your children's benefit, but your own benefit. Because our reptilian brain uh, understands only this question. So mm-hmm. how can you use the result for your own benefit? Your reptilian brain needs to understand this. Uh, and uh, by asking these questions, the coach actually warms up the reptilian brain and stimulates the production of dopamine. Uh, because, first of all, uh, dopamine will not be released um, if the inner reptile, if our reptilian brain doesn't understand what exactly it needs to release dopamine for, what yes. the result should look like. Second of all, dopamine will not be released if the inner reptile doesn't understand exactly how it can use the result for its own benefit. Uh, and third of it, um, dopamine is released from the very anticipation of the result, even before the coaches, uh, coachee receives it. Uh, therefore, a clear understanding and imagining of the desired results uh, also stimulates the production of this uh, neurotransmitter of the dopamine. Usually, 10 uh, or 12 weeks uh, are enough for individual work uh, with a coach. Um, therefore, a conditional uh, contract is concluded for the general coaching interaction and the result of the final 12 session is outlined. But in addition to the general contract, there is also a contract for each session and yeah. the results should be outlined for each session as well. Uh, so that means that a larger goal is divided into smaller ones. And this kind of division also contributes to the production of dopamine. Uh, so what uh, happens next? Establishing a report and active listening, right? During yeah. this coaching session. The process, so yes. in other words, yes. So in other words, you build trust between the coach and the client. And without trust, coaching is basically impossible like in the relationship between people. So the key feature is that coach uh, conducts a dialogue without any judgment. With active listening, coach both listens and hears the client. Uh, uh, indeed, it is the coach's role to be accepting and not uh, criticized ever or condemn the client. These steps um, set up an environment of trust that can be leveraged for future impact. In this case, we can talk about oxytocin, which is also necessary mm. for everyone. I hope I said this word right in English. <laughs> uh, so, yes, this is one She's of another the... natural drug of yours. Yeah, we pre- yes. <laughs> yeah, pleasure, yeah. Yes. Uh, so, oxytocin is one of the uh, first uh, happiness hormones that uh, people usually think of. Uh, as humans are social beings, uh, in order mm. to feel safe, they need to be 
in the herd, so among people like him or her, and to feel approval and acceptance. So, uh, and as was as I already mentioned, uh, the limbic system is responsible for the sense of security. Yes. So it will not allow dopamine to pass further to the motor cortex if the limbic system feels insecure. And without dopamine, it is unlikely to be able to start any action, right? So with um, active listening and uh, uh, report, establishing report, we help limbic system understand that everything is fine and dopamine can be uh, can go uh, to the neo- neocortex so that we don't die when we do something um, according to the goal. Uh, also, what happens, um, how we can um, set our limbic system and uh, uh, explain our limbic system that everything is fine. So there are two other next steps in grow coaching, like uh, uh, R and O. So yes. analyzing reality and looking for opportunities. So we're starting asking questions like, what is happening in life now? What effect, effect does uh, this have on the solution of your problem? Uh, what have you already done to solve the problem? What are mm-hmm. the other options? Uh, what else? So, um, uh, and you remember that, uh, so did you, if you have similar, similar situations, you ask the coachee to uh, explain how it was successfully uh, coped. So uh, answering such questions from a coach, uh, the client comes down, uh, it, uh, his or her limbic system, Again, unclench the amygdala that is situated, situated in the limbic system and open the path of dopamine to the cortex. Uh, answering the questions, what else? Um, client develops variability of uh, thinking and become even more calm. After all, now you have assessed your reality, found several ways to solve the problem, and it's not scary to take action now because if one option won't work, there are several options. So what else uh, allows you to find the several options uh, in order to build several yeah. um, several yes tasks to, to solve the problem? Um, so the next is um, action planning and result yes. authorization. It happens in the end of the session. So each coaching session ends so with the planning of actions for the next week. Mm. And the next session begins with the uh, authorization of the result achieved in a week. So why do we need to, to authorize the results? Because uh, with this one system, nothing ends because there is also a like system. When the reptilian brain gives you the credit of energy, uh, within 25 minutes after he gave you this credit of energy, he awaits you to return this credit. So to return this credit, you need to um, authorize this results to give so-called like to our reptilian brain. You need to close this cycle. There is a one system when the dopamine goes to the neocortex and then yes. you need to close the cycle like like system. Uh, so, um, so our inner reptile needs to get its like to give us dopamine. And if it does receive it, then we will have to take the dopamine from, as I already said, from our limbic system and act, act of willpower. And this is no longer about what, but this is about must, must do something. So you will yes. not be able, yeah, so you will not be able to continue this way for a long time because the source of dopamine still lies in the reptilian brain. And sooner or later, we, we will still have to negotiate with this reptilian brain. So uh, also, also rising uh, results also stimulates uh, your self-awareness. So when you receive something, you must be aware that it is you who achieved this result. This result belongs to you. You can rely on this Mm. result and Mm. confirm your position in the tribe, for example. And also this is about statues. And when you share our results with other people, 
the serotonin is being released. So this yeah. is the third happiness hormone. Yes. So uh, in addition, we also need to uh, understand what exactly we did. So authorization of results is not just to say uh, that I'm good, I received this result and that's it. No, you need to uh, start with the uh, starting position, explain the starting position you have, then uh, need to understand what exactly you did, remember what actions you did and ask ourselves, how can you use this result for my own benefit? Again, we can sell this to our reptilian brain in order to um, give the credit of energy back to him. So uh, this is exactly um, what we can sell to our reptilian brain. And these two, two systems, want and like, do not necessarily work together, but we need to piece them together. Because you or some most of the time we uh, we can ask for the dopamine, uh, we switch on the want system, but we don't give this energy back to our reptilian brain. And our brain thinks that it worked hardly for nothing. Just work hardly and didn't receive any results. We need to explain our reptilian brain what result we received. Yeah. But it happened so that we can receive negative results, right? We, we don't get the results uh, we expected. And when we don't get the results we expected, a dopamine breakdown happens. Dopamine levels drop dramatically. And okay. to make, yes, and to make this call not too large because it, uh, in any ways it will happen, a negative result should be also authorized, but before starting to do any actions to move towards your goal. And this is also taken into account during the coaching session, right? So, uh, how do we authorize negative results? First of all, describe the starting position, then list everything that we plan to do, describe the expected result, and then form an attitude towards a negative results by several vectors. For example, I will be sorry that it will turn out that way, but I'll try to do something about it. Or yes, it may not work because of one, two, three, four. So next time I'll take four in account and try to start over, for example. Or if it doesn't work, then I will not repeat it because I have no time, it's expensive, I don't want to, etc. So yeah. uh, by this, uh, we make this dopamine hole a little bit smaller, not so huge when we didn't authorize this negative mm -hmm. results in the beginning. And then I would like to tell uh, some, anything about, something about uh, extrapolation fault, so-called extrapolation fault. Um, our brain is the perfect uh, anticipation machine. If you, for example, if you lie uh, on the couch and perhaps before that you were lying on the couch too, then it will be very easy for us to anticipate or extrapolate our further lying on the couch. You just know how to do this. There are no problems with it. But if earlier you were lying on the couch and then suddenly you wanted something else, yes. here can be some problems. Uh, you were on the straight line and then suddenly you wanted to change the degree. So the head, the head may want it, but, but the intention is not built. There is no energy to perform any actions. Okay. So that, that is called the extrapolation fault. And uh, in order to solve such problems, actually coaching was invented. It helps to move towards the tasks that our body doesn't know how to do yet. So coaching uh, changes the brain structure um, I mean, the structure of neural connections inside brain and makes it a human brain that moves toward the goal. So for 10, 12 weeks, we get my past as a person who is achieving goal. Uh, and before my past was a person lying on the couch, right? And then after achieving a few goals with coaching, 
we change the brain and it becomes a human brain that achieves the goals and enjoy it. So it's a little bit about neuroplasticity. So when we talk about changing the brain structure, we mean the structure of neural connections and every hour habit is a definite connection of neurons and the more you repeat it, the stronger this connection becomes. This also includes uh, limiting beliefs. These are limiting beliefs. Uh, there are just neuron connections. Uh, this is a habit of, seeking, of thinking in a certain way. Yeah. Uh, thoughts, thoughts can change our brain, rearrange neurons and synapses. The oh language gosh. of yeah, yeah, the language <laughs> of the brain <laughs> is just electrochemical chemical messages transmitted through axons and activation neurons. These messages are the result of uh, both physical actions and thought processes. The brain encodes both in the same way. So our brains are neuroplastic. We can change the structure of our brain every, actually every day. Uh, if you work on your habits, if you want to achieve a new habit or mm -hmm. something like this, thoughts change the brain. And then the changed brain determines our future thoughts. So it's like a circle, cycle. Uh, if we think about something constantly, it will gradually become easier for us to think about it. This is how mental habits are created. Uh, and um, they're totally like, actually, they are totally like physical habits, but like uh, mental habits as well. Today, there are studies that uh, convince us that the brain is not uh, an inert and changing mass of cells, but a self-renewing system. Okay. And this understanding actually promises uh, liberation. <laughs> this means that changes are not only possible, but, uh, but are inevitable. Every day we change little by little due to our actions and thoughts. And the coach can become the very person who will help develop this neuroplasticity. Um, the client determines what he wants to change, yes. achieves what he wants, and maintains the result by rebuilding this brain with the help of a coach. Actually, you can do this by self-coaching as well, but with coach, you will just speed this process up. So this is what I wanted to tell you about how coaching works in terms of a neuroscience aspect. <laughs> what do you say? No, 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 amazing, <laughs> amazing story. I mean, it, it. I mean, I suppose. I mean, it was has been almost like twenty five minutes of of this oh. nice conversation, Ooh. right? Yeah. <laughs> and you shared everything about the <laughs> what you think. What is the neurobiology? Is because basically the the brain of the human being in 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 seeing it how the process of the coaching itself is combined. Yeah. Like, I'm not going to yeah. say about the terminologies producing and so on, but the clear instance of how our brain reacts because the impulse that we receive in that kind of different parts of our brain looks like and the creation mm -hmm. of their own type of the type of uh, natural drugs, if you want to say, that gives us some mm -hmm. kind of impulse for to react. Together with the coaching session, the coach that's a support for the coach looks like, you know, it's, it's at the end, it's us who will make the final impulse, so the client, Will make yeah. the final impulse to make the changes. Yeah, that's true. That's what I. That's true. Exactly, exactly what I was talking about. Yeah. Yeah. Amazing. Amazing. <laughs> it has been a wonderful conversation. You were the one who was leading the I say the, the whole thing about uh, about the, you wanted to share about the neurobiology yeah. as a lover of the of neurobiology, and it has been an amazing story. 
Thank you. Thank you very much. Anything <laughs> I hope else? That it will help you. Uh, no, actually, I already talked about <laughs> 25 minutes. <laughs> Sorry for this. Yeah. No, no, no. I, I think it's it's a it's it's a, a another way of you know starting your story about what have you observed from a coach perspective, and also you as your what you've studied or what you have been the you know in your profession, right? Yeah. Being a neurobiology lover, as you said, yeah, fantastic, uh, I, really. I, yes, thank Chicago University helped me to understand this. I graduated from the Chicago University program. It's not yeah. the higher education, but anyway, it helped me to understand the, why coaching works and how it works actually. So yes, ICF standards are exactly those standards that uh, really help people to develop their brain and the self awareness as well. Yeah, yeah, I like it. How coaching, how co coaching works. Yeah. Lucina, <laughs> thank you very much again for your you contribution, too. for your story. Uh, yeah, it was uh, a very, very interesting, and I hope some of our audience really can make follow up with this and get some kind of more Google some of those uh, terminologies that you were using because it was a, it's a fantastic. Thank you, Lucina. Thank you, thank you very much. Too. Thank you for inviting. Yes, I hope that it was useful. Yeah. Very, uh, have very a great, useful. Okay, thank have you. a great day. Yeah. <laughs> thank you. Okay. Well, uh, dear folks, good audience, good morning, good day, good evening. This was another episode of our podcast, hashtag from coach to coach, hashtag we talk on Mondays. This is your host, Francisco. And until then, see you in the next episode. Thank you.